ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. There was no more influential player towards the outcome of last year's series than Callum Ponga. We take everything into consideration, including that. It's about everything. That's Queensland coach Billy Slater on the enormous decision to drop Kalen Ponga for Reese Walsh. It's an all-caps big call. And it's one of seven changes for the Maroons from last year's victorious team. And while that might seem off-brand, they are teeming with firepower. On the blue side of the border, New South Wales have injected a raft of stars, a known bruiser, some debutante X-Factor, and made a huge gamble too. We are in for an incredible series. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Today we're going to hear from both camps as we set the table for an origin feast. First up, it's Jess Stewart, who is part of the Hungry Queensland Media Pack, speaking to Billy Slater today. The big story from Brisbane was the axing of Kalen Ponga. Jess, why has he been dropped? What does it say about his future, given his constant struggles to stay on the ground due to concussion challenges? The media pack felt like until last night they had Kalen Ponga penciled into this team So when it came out at nine o'clock this morning that he wasn't going to be in this team, it was definitely a shock to a lot of people. I definitely don't think that head injury assessment on the weekend helped Kalen's case. He looks like he's okay, but um, he's coming off for HIA at the moment, Andrew. Okay, so an HIA, and unfortunately when it's someone like Kalen Ponga with his history, you are going to take careful note of it. He's had a, a wretched run with concussion, of course, but the form of Reese Walsh just probably has been too hard to ignore. But for Kalen, he was the best player in Queensland's lineup last year in that decider. And he's probably, you'd have to say, the hard luck story from a selection standpoint. I've made this decision and I'm really comfortable knowing that it's the right decision. Unfortunately for him, uh, he's been left out and and the fullback position is so coveted and so important for Queensland. They essentially, as you know, are the the third pivotal playmaker and he really hasn't necessarily stepped a foot wrong when it comes to what he's done on the field. He's just been so unlucky from an injury perspective. You know, Billy Slater wasn't wanting to really buy into the concussion storyline there, but you'd have to think that has played a role because State of Origin, it's such a physical arena. And I guess when there's a head knock that potentially could happen, you can't afford to lose someone. The other side of that coin is Reese Walsh. You know, a blinding start to the season from the Brisbane star. What does this tell us about the sort of form that he is in? Well, he is in, in fantastic form, obviously. Didn't have the best game against the Panthers the other night. And the fact he has been picked is just a sign of how much Billy really has rated his start to the season. Rolls into Dragons territory. Offload. Got it away. Kept alive. Walsh into the backfield. 20 to go. 10 to go. He leaps into the end goal and scores. Reese Walsh the back of the slightest line break. It speaks a lot, I think, to the form of Reese Walsh. Up until Thursday night, he was in scintillating form. He's really added another dimension to the Broncos and for a 20-year-old has taken his game to such a, a new level. There's there's a lot more to Reese Walsh than what we see on the surface. He's He's got a great work ethic. If you ever watch him play live, he's, you know, he's moving a lot without getting in the picture. So... His game's in a good place. It's going to get even better, but it's in a good place. I think it'll be interesting to see how he goes in this arena. 
It's obviously always a big eye-opener. It's a big game. There's a lot of pressure. So can he handle the pressure? Well, we're going to find out. It's exciting for the for the 20-year-old in Reese Walsh. It's exciting for him and his family and no better person to have as your coach, I think, in Billy Slater. We know Queenslanders are big on talking about loyalty. Pick and stick. That is the motto so often you hear from north of the Tweed. So the fact there's been a raft of changes beyond Ponga, the likes of Gagai, Capewell, out of this team. What does that tell us about a potential shift in mentality from Billy Slater and the Maroons? Seven different faces from game three. No Dane Gagai. That's probably the big, big shock in terms of true axing of dropping someone. No Kirk Capewell. He's definitely swung the axe. Um, Is it all on form in terms of the way people are playing, well, you'd have to ask Billy Slater that. We tried that on multiple occasions. We take everything into consideration. Last year's performance is is, is not just throw it out and, you know, we start again. It, like, that, that's certainly considered, but it's not the be-all and end-all. There's just players that are, are playing so particularly well from an NRL perspective, but then there's, you know, you even look at people like Murray Talangi, who's retained his spot in this team, but the Cowboys aren't playing that well. So... I think there's a lot of things that have gone into the decisions of of this. There's also on the other side of the coin who the Blues have picked. I think they picked Hamaso Tabuai Fido to try and challenge the likes of Luttrell on the other side of the Blues makeup. We don't know, but there are some big selection calls. It has kind of questioned the traditions of the Maroons picking and sticking, but Time will tell as to whether or not this is going to work for the Maroons. It's all on the line, I think. And for a second-year Maroons coach, Billy Slater is definitely not riding the comfort of tradition. Yeah, someone asked me the other day, do I feel comfortable? Like, like comfort is so not where I'm at right now. Like, this is, like, I'm, I'm still nervous. Um, I get nervous when things are important to me. And we've got a job to do. So, yeah, it's important that I focus on that now. He's not afraid, clearly, to make some big calls. And I like that about him. Jess Stewart, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. South of the Tweed, Nick Campton has been peppering Brad Fittler in the Blues camp with questions. Campo, when you watch sport on TV these days, there's an avalanche of punting ads calling for you to gamble responsibly. Brad Fittler, he admits picking Tom Trebojevic is a gamble. Do you think it's a responsible one? I think so. Like, if we're going to extend this gambling metaphor, all you can bet on is form. While Tom Trebojevic has has sort of had a bit of an up-and-down season as he's made his comeback from all those hamstring injuries and the shoulder problem that kept him sidelined for so much of last year, he has hit form at the right time. You know, I I thought he was very impressive in Manly's win over Canberra yesterday. To Schuster. Schuster shows and goes. Then back on the inside, he finds Trebojevic. He's through, and Tom Trebojevic has scored his second try. He's away. Try, Manly. Scored the three tries, all three of them from really strong support play, which was always a hallmark of his during uh, the best stages of his origin career. So while it is only just the one game, sometimes champions only need one game to sort of find their best footy and play their way back into form. So it is a gamble for Brad Fittler. It's one of a number of big gambles that he's taken in this team for game one. But that's one I think that the Blues would feel pretty good about. I'd have to say he's more, you know, he's... Always consider Tommy if he's available. You know, you talk about gambles. You just got to gamble that he's going to be ready. Very rarely has he ever let us down. They're betting on a thoroughbred here, a Group One runner. They're betting on someone who has not just played at this level in the past, but excelled at it. The Blues were criticised last year at times for a lack of muscle, a lack of starch. How have they sought to address that for this series? 
Well, they've sought to address that by pulling off what I would say is the biggest selection shock of Brad Fittler's entire tenure as Blues coach. And and to be honest with you, I think one of the one of the great selection shocks in Origin history in selecting Tavita Tapangai Jr. to start in the front row. I've liked him for a while, and I just can see that uh, teams are intimidated by him. I think at times, you know, he hasn't handled that well either. But I've just always liked him. He's super talented, so... If it's a risk, a gamble, yeah, well, let's, let's have a gamble. Pankai Jr. is a player who will be well known to a lot of NRL fans. He's been on the scene for a very long time, and I think he's always had the talent to be an origin player, but this is really a bolt from the blue. This is a surprising one. You know, with, with Jake Trebojevic withdrawing from the squad due to injury late last night, the call went out to Pangai and, and, and he will start at prop for origin one. And it's a selection that's already come in for a little bit of criticism, but I actually don't mind it purely because the Blues have picked Pangai with a view to a very, very specific job. You know, he's going to go out there for the opening 20 minutes, break some heads open, throw his weight around, like really, really give the Blues some of that starch, some of that muscle that they did lack at times in the series last year. And O'Neill takes it with all Ross tackle coming in over the top by Pangai. And well, certainly a little bit of feeling already in the game, Grant. Once he's sort of done his dash, he'll come off the field and that'll be it. You know, I don't think they're looking for Pangai Jr. to do anything that he's not fully capable of doing. Once he sort of takes the sting out of the game in those opening exchanges and then guys like Cam Murray and Junior Bolo can come on in the middle of the field and sort of open things up a little bit with their passing and their footwork and their running game, it seems to me it could be a recipe for success for the Blues. So this is Brad Fittler's biggest gamble, I would say, but I've seen worse ones come up winners than this. We love the idea of sexiness when it comes to sport. And two things are sexy, debutantes and X-Factor players. So when you combine those two in Nico Hines, I feel like, you know, we've got a real recipe for sexiness. Tell me why he's going to be so crucial to the outcome. Well, it's an interesting one with Nico Hines because obviously there was so much hype and expectation around his selection in this squad. Dived on by Nico Hines and it's a try to Cronulla Sutherland as easy as you like. Plenty of people would have him starting at 5'8" over Jerome Luai, but in selecting him on the bench um, in that number 14 role, Fittler has sort of shown his hand a little bit. It's a big deal that Damian Cook was excluded from this squad. He's been picked in every Brad Fittler origin side over the past five years, except for this one. This is the first time they'll go in without him. And I think that's a measure of what they expect, not only from Hines, but from from Appy Corusau at hooker as well. You know, Corusau, someone who's really hit form at the right time, but isn't known as an 80-minute player. So that creates a natural opening to sort of get Hines on the field in an unfamiliar role at hooker, but he'll just be around the ball. He'll be getting his hands on it, and he can offer some of that X factor that you're talking about, Stacky. I think in the past, Fittler has sometimes struggled to get the best out of his bench, and he struggled a little bit to get the best out of his utility player as well. But now with Corusau and Hines, there seems to be a really clear, really simple path forward to get something close to the best of both players. And if you're getting the best out of two players with such X Factor, then that's a whole lot of X Factor, an abundance, a cornucopia of X Factor. And that's the sort of thing that can win an Origin game. So, again, it's another gamble, but it's another one that I like. We can't wait for game one, Campo. Thanks so much for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me, Staggy. Headlines. Brooks Kepka has become the first active live golfer to win a major since the inception of the Rebel Tour as he put the pain of his Masters meltdown behind him to claim the PGA Championship. Yet, perhaps the best story from the tournament is Michael Block. No, I'd never heard of him either. He's a club pro who just finished 15th 
earning a payday of more than $430,000. His most incredible moment in a strong field came on the 15th hole in the final round playing with Rory McIlroy when he slam dunked a hole in one. Not sure what that means. He hit the ball off the tee, didn't even bounce, just straight in the hole. Yes. Oh, yes. No way. Rory, did it go in? Yes, Michael, it went in. Australia's Cam Davis did good too. He finished in fourth place off the back of a final round 65. Yikes. Do you recall our story about the twin brothers chasing twin boxing world titles? Well, we've got a conclusion and it's not the one we wanted. While Jason Maloney won his championship belt last week, Andrew Maloney was knocked out in the final round of his WBO junior bantamweight bout with Japan's Junto Nakatani. It was an insanely brave performance from Maloney, who pushed himself to the limit. He is hoping he has a speedy recovery. You know what's cool? Australia is playing Argentina on June 15 in a footballing friendly ahead of the Asian Cup and some enormous World Cup qualifiers. You know what's less cool? The game's going to be in China. While we're flat about it not being in Australia, I guess it is good that we get to play the world champions six months on from their triumph. A wonderful see another showdown between Lionel Messi and Aziz Bayic. I'm sure the Argentines have been having nightmares ever since that showdown with the Socceroos. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to Fox Sports for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.